0: Hi, and welcome to the LJPC Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Cunningham. We are finally back. I don't know what happened, but life got away from me, and so did this podcast. I won't be posting podcasts regularly, but I will post when there's something going on that I want to share. Since it's been a while, I'm going to bring back Paul. Hey there! What a shock! Um, I'm bringing him back on to update us on all of the latest and greatest happenings of La Jolla Press. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. So let's chat a little bit about what's been going on this past year. You, uh, should we start with the family?
1: Sure. We can start with the family. With the family. The family. Uh, well, it's hard to believe we moved back. We moved back. We moved here in (laughs) August of 2006, so if my math's right, I think that means we're starting our 16th year. Um, wow, you're old. I am getting older by the <laughs> minute. I just had a birthday, too. So, uh, But our kids were 8 and 5 when we moved here, and they're now 24 and 21, right. so that's hard to believe. Um, so that's been good. I think family stuff is good, and uh, we are actually empty nesting again, so... Uh, Morgan, our daughter, has had a job for a couple years and moved out a couple months ago. So mm-hmm. we're experiencing that. And um, personally, it was great to go back to Belize. I don't know if that's family or not, but it was just uh, good to be re- rejuvenated and see friends um, where we've been doing mission work for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you probably have some updates on yourself and our kids. Well,
0: I I am still working full time on my art with my company, Pixie Tiles. And um, I'm still running that through Etsy, and uh, that's full-time. I'm so thankful for that, and I love making handmade tiles for people all all over the world, so that's cool. cool. And um, there's some exciting things happening at the church with uh, art and the art ministry. Don't talk too quickly. We're not there yet. (laughs) We will talk about that a little later, and I'm involved with that, which is really fun. And the kids, as most of you have probably heard, our, our daughter Morgan, who's 24, got engaged um, a month, six weeks yep. ago, something August, like that. So About a month ago,
1: yeah. So
0: she is going to marry a wonderful guy named Andrew. Yep. And uh, we're really excited about that. We're really excited to welcome him into our family. He works for Alliance for African Assistance here in San Diego. And he does job placement for them. Morgan continues to be the high school director at Solana Beach Press. And she's loving that. And I don't know if they'll be in... People ask, are they going to stay in San Diego forever? I have no idea what God's plan is for their life or what will happen. But we'll 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 enjoy them while they're here. Right. And then our precious Micah. Uh, I don't he, know if he'd want
1: you calling him precious. <laughs>
0: it's okay. He won't listen.
1: He won't listen to this podcast,
0: <laughs> even though he should. Um... He graduates from Whitworth in May. Yep. So we're going to have a graduate in May and then a summer wedding for Morgan. It's
1: going to be a busy, busy, busy summer.
0: Yeah. And Micah, we don't know yet what God has planned for Micah after graduation. That's another question people have had. We're not sure. And we just know God's going to open the door. And maybe he will be back with us. Honey, the the nest will be full again. I know, just when we think
1: we're empty nesting, all of a sudden there's a child back (laughs) for a while.
0: We can only hope. Yes. Yes, yes. So so we'll see what happens with that. And if you want to pray for him, we would love that. And for our family and for Morgan and Andrew and... And the wedding plans and everything else. Yeah, so,
1: it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, a lot, lot, lot good of stuff. A lot of fun things happening. So, well, LJPC is back in full swing. So let's talk about the mini programs our church is currently offering, okay. and what's planned for the fall. So it's really exciting to see the church bustling again, yeah. people there. And so, what's happening?
1: Yeah, I think well, we've we've reengaged in a lot of stuff that we used to do, um, and kind of did haphazardly over the last year and a half or so with COVID we've got our men's programs going on we had men's retreat a couple weekends ago which is awesome and I loved being there and having the multi-generational group of people and um, which was great to see new people and old people and old as in people who've been around a long time old um, and seeing them connect which was great and so was super encouraged by that. Uh, Cynthia Blaze is doing her Women's One Day conference coming up in October, and that was a has been a great event. And I know that will be great mm-hmm. as well. Sunday school classes are up. Children's ministry, youth ministry, um, is all taking off again. And I think um, you know, I, I think what we what I what I see is like we offer all these programs, but I want to make sure there's a purpose behind them. And so, how are we using those to engage other people? How are we reaching out to new people? Um, engaging them and bringing them into these uh, ministries or missions and and I think that's that that's what's been surprising to me has been seeing the amount of visitors that we're having at our church and trying to figure out how do we get to know mm-hmm. them, who are they um, you know we lost a lot of kind of the traditions we had during covid and but now trying to be more intentional about uh just tracking them, getting their information, letting them know how they can connect and and get plugged in i think I think a church can easily we can over-program ourselves, which La Jolla has Press has probably been pretty good at doing, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, but we have a very, like, the beauty of having a multi-generational church is we need a multi-generational approach to, to ministry, so, um, you know, small groups have launched. We're going to put a big emphasis on those next year, so there's just, they're kind of just stable for the fall, and then Chad and I have been talking about uh, what we can do to kind of expand those moving into 2023 and uh, what that might look like, and um yeah, so I think things are uh, things are off and running and um, ministry is happening. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I still want to make sure we're not just doing ministry to do ministry, but actually doing having some th- thinking behind why we're doing what we're doing.
0: Right, right, and that's a good segue into kind of introducing our newest staff member. Yeah. Um, so
1: why don't you go ahead and do that? So most of you have probably had an opportunity to either meet or see Chad Francine, who's our new pastor of outreach and engagement, and people have asked me what does that mean? What does outreach and engagement mean? And so since I was uh, basically the one who with a couple of people came up with the job title, um, I, I think that what we're really trying to say and our hopes for Chad is that we figure out how to engage the community that we have in person as well as the community online and um, connect them into the mission and ministry, connect them to volunteer opportunities, but then also to reach out to our mission partners and to our uh, various people we work with and figure out how do we reach out to them? How do we have our own people reach out? So that's part. I just described Chad's job description, (laughs) not Chad. Uh, But Chad comes to us from Chico with his wife, Erin, and their three children, and they got here uh, right after July 4th, so he's coming up on three months here and I think uh, is beginning to learn kind of the ways of our church. It's hard for me to think back 15 years ago to, you know, just being in a new place with new environment. And we, of course, had young kids, like Chad and Aaron have young kids, and so there's just a lot to um, to sort through. And and Press has gone through a lot of changes, um, not just with COVID, but with staff transitions and people taking new positions and... Um, losing others and so it's uh, there, there's I, I'm excited to have him here so Chad came from Chico pastored a, a very unique church called Orchard Church which was involved with um, homeless ministry and so they would do worship services but also very be very intentional about caring for uh, some of the least of these and those who are unhoused and um, so that excited me and as we interviewed him that he he has this missional background that um, I don't have to coach or teach that so he just gets that. Part of the Great Commission is to make disciples and to make sure that uh, we care for the least of these. So, uh, super excited to have him. I have, I keep telling him um, I'm I have a long list of things I want him to do, but I'm holding back on those. But uh, it's it's great to have him here, and I I'm, my prayer is that it actually allows me to have some time to do some other projects that I have not had time to do. So, we're super excited for them, and hope everyone has a chance to get to know them and. Um, yeah, that's so good.
0: Right, right. It's good. Well, they're delightful. If you, haven't, if you haven't had a chance to meet them or talk to them or their kids, who I just adore, um, you know, please, in the courtyard or something, grab them and, yeah. and chat with them a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we always have, we're busy, 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 Paul. Yes, we are. We're always busy. We, we like to do things. And there's always a lot of exciting things happening at La Jolla Press that we get to be a part of. And there's things that, that are happening outside of La Jolla Press, because we're not just about our church community, we're about the larger community and the world. Right. And so uh, what what's going on at our church and outside of our church that you'd like to share about?
1: Well, probably the most recent thing uh, just happened this last week, and that was, uh, many of you are familiar with Ebenezer Church, which is a church that we've been a part of since they uh, began gathering, and it's an old connection with... Uh, Jake Medcalf, who used to be on our staff, and then uh, Malawi Connection, and uh, but they have been worshiping at uh, what was Linda Vista Presbyterian Church, and Linda Vista Presbyterian Church decided uh, several months ago that they were going to close their doors and uh, dissolve as a congregation, and so the presbytery has been working with Ebenezer and working with us, and um, has come to an agreement that uh, Ebenezer is going to actually be able to become basically the the major stakeholder of that carg- of that church campus and um, be able to worship there, which they've been doing, but to have more of a managerial role and so the Presbytery has asked La Jolla Press uh, to partner with Ebenezer in this new endeavor. And I don't want to get into the weeds because there's some really, really. <laughs> it's very complicated. Very, it is very complicated. <laughs> if anybody wants to get in the weeds with me, I will be glad to, to do that and talk finances. But it's a, uh, it's a great opportunity for Ebenezer because that campus, that church campus, uh, between a preschool and a cell tower lease that is there, um, actually receives about eighty thousand dollars of income a year, and that money is going to go to Ebenezer to help them do their ministry and mission mm-hmm. in Linda Vista, which I think is great. I'm super super proud of the Presbytery. A lot of Presbyteries, I don't think would have done this because it is creative and it is innovative. Uh, And it's a new way of doing church plants where you have a larger church that comes alongside a church that's uh, seeking to get started and and you partner together. And so for me, that gives me um, a lot of hope and hopefully a lot of hope in the Presbytery that other churches might consider the same thing. And I'm super proud of La Jolla because they're, Mm -hmm. you know, as always, La Jolla Press leads the way and people have great ideas and um, I'm grateful for our elders who have been behind this from the very beginning, five or six years ago, um, including this newest plan that has happened to uh, to help them get launched. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we can get Jared Noel out again and have them share a little bit about what's happening and um, all that will take place by November. So that's uh, very encouraging to me.
0: Yeah. And, and Paul would never speak of himself, but, no. uh, but he's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. He's shaking his Don't head. Don't speak at me. of me. He's shaking his head at me right now. Um, but but we are blessed to have a pastor that has vision yeah. and listens to the heart of God and what God wants. And uh, and he's really led the way on on this in, in the presbytery. And we're blessed that we have a presbytery that trusts him and yeah. uh, and listens to him and and trusts that Mahoya Press has good intentions and is going to do some great things in Linda Vista.
1: So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, not about how great I am. But I, agree. <laughs> I didn't say you were great. <laughs> I, agree that, I agree that God is up to God is up to. And, and, and we. I know they the folks at Ebenezer would covet your prayers because that's a big it's a big deal, and they're doing amazing amazing work down there. Uh, a couple other things, we are going to in the spring of 2023. We're going to kind of launch uh, another season of strategic planning. Um, we've done it different ways, and this this time. Um, more than likely, we're going to be using Whitworth University to uh, help us in that process. As many of you know uh, Mindy, well, she was Mindy Beard, now she's Mindy Smith, but Stan Beard's daughter who works for the Office of Church Engagement at Whitworth. And last year, or a year and a half ago, they started a cohort around uh, what does it look like to vision for a church and what does it mean to, to revitalize, not just to revitalize, but to vitalize and to bring... Um, you know, encouragement to the local church and, and really talking about this idea of how how can we be resilient um, in the midst of all that we're facing. So uh, Whitworth has a program where they bring together 12 or 15 churches and their leaders and large church, small church, multi-ethnic church. Uh, and so Mindy and I are meeting this week to kind of talk some more about that and what that might look like. And um, the thing I really like about it, it's sponsored by the Lilly Foundation and Whitworth runs it, but uh, you also get to I have a business professor and a sociology professor as a part of the team that helps to discern kind of what is the next step for for a church and so i've never done a pro i've, I've done lots of strategic planning but this will be a little more uh unique to me and what i've done and there's some demographic stuff too which i'm interested in because there's a large demographic study that will be done on um, on our community of la jolla and then extending out five or ten miles um so yeah so i think that's going to be kind of interesting and that will be uh a year-long process, so we'll, uh, it kind of lines up very well with kind of saying, "Okay, God, what's the next? What's the next step?" And you heard my sermon several weeks ago. I said, "You know, I feel like every seven or eight years we have to rethink what does God want us to do." So, I'm very hopeful for that. That that brings out kind of the next, the next thing that we're supposed to be about. I mean, I think about what our elders and leaders have done since so we've been here of launching Urban Life and launching um, Big Table and you know, helping to be a part of the the conversation around Ebenezer. And so I think, you know, God is in all of this. So that's uh, that's going to be kind of fun to think about. And I am not sure where it's all going to lead us. And that's probably right where God wants me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see, what else? Oh, Sun House. Some people asked about the Sun House renovation. It is, uh, we think we're finally uh, close to getting final plans. As you all know, that uh, COVID time has slowed everything down. And uh, summertime and all that sort of stuff. So uh, we do have final drawings. We still need to get mechanical and some of their engineering stuff drawn in, but we're, we're hoping to launch that at the beginning. We'd hope to be able to start construction at the end of this year, but it will probably be uh, next year, but that, that'll be good. Um, I'm excited about that and we'll be sharing more about that and kind of probably continuing on our fundraising goals, uh, after we get kind of the final, final drawings. So that's, uh, that's encouraging. And then I hear that there is uh, an art gallery that, that I, I've been told by somebody. Uh, but, I, but just for those of you who don't know, one of the things we're, you are aware of is that our arts program is growing. And so what we we've decided to do is to repurpose the bottom floor of what was the library um, and move those books upstairs and repurpose downstairs to be uh, to become the art gallery, which is currently in the hallway in Fellowship Hall. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to let you explain that because you have been a part of that from the beginning.
0: <laughs> well, I'm really excited about this project. The, the church at one point, we have we have a space in the church called the church library. And at one point, it was a very active and lively place and used on a regular basis. But in the last, I don't know, five to ten years, it's kind of become a storage space. And uh, so it's something that I've had a dream for a while to build a gallery space there, and we we've been very blessed to have that hallway space as our gallery. I love that space. I love the light in that space. It's very. There's a lot of people that go through there, um, but it's still known as the hallway to the bathroom. <laughs> and even though that's fine, that's true. It's true. <laughs> that's what people call it, the hallway to the bathroom. So, which it is. So we are building a gallery space in the library space. And it's gonna be very clean and beautiful. And the first show that will hang there will be our Advent Art Show that we have every year based on pieces of art based on Paul Sermon. Uh today opened, it's actually Sunday today that we're recording this, and Diane Daymeyer's show. About Children opened today, her photography show, and that was very well-received, and it's a very thoughtful show. She spent a lot of time writing about the pieces and thinking about those pieces, and she has been taking these photos for more than a decade that you will see, Um, and so that's been, there's a lot of heart in that show, and I hope if you haven't had a chance to see it, that you'll go walk along that hallway to the bathroom and see that show, (laughs) But also know that uh, that will more than likely be the last show that's in that space. We may do some things over there at some point. We don't know yet what God will do. But we're really excited about the future for the arts at the church. We have the vision and the belief that the arts are there to enhance our worship experience. To bring us closer to God. And to create fellowship. That's always the goal of our art guild. To enhance worship. And to build fellowship and community in our church. And so my hope is that this gallery and expanding the arts at La Jolla Press will just do that. We'll continue to enhance that experience for people.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And so, her arts pictures are amazing. So. They are they and, are and it, and it, amazing. I was amazed how it lined up with actually what I'm preaching on the last couple of weeks of cause she's it's entitled Waiting to be noticed. And it's just cool that I talk about how God notices us and then the the picture she took of how she noticed kids, or kids noticed her. So right, right. It's very cool.
0: So stay tuned. Paul will announce more about that um, from the pulpit area. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, she's also planning pulpit, on selling
1: pulpit. a coffee table book, which will we'll be able to utilize the funds from that to help pay for
0: for the library. The library we are think, raising, so. we are raising money. We haven't talked about this project much yet. We are raising money, though, for it. So if anyone listening wants to give to the future arts of the church, then then we would happily um, accept that. And yeah. I would love to talk to anybody about it that wants to talk about it. So that's, that's a fun project that we're excited about. So, anyway, anything else in that? There's lots I think happening? That's, yeah, I think those things. are the major um,
1: the major things happening in the next, or have been happening.
0: Okay, okay. I like it. So, I always ask to like you about this. Uh, I, I, what did I <laughs> you say? You ask to like me? I always ask to like you. Should you should ask
1: if you can like me. <laughs> I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I mixed up my words there a little bit, didn't I? I like to ask you about the state of the church as a whole, the big global state of the church, or at least national, and then also about the state of LJPC. And so what are your thoughts and ideas (laughs) about that?
1: Yeah, the state of the church. I think um, it's not, or or I think it's fairly obvious the state of the church is in flux, and I don't know that anyone knows um, exactly where it's going. Um, There have been a lot of I mean, I, I I could I could dig down into the weeds that would depress all of us of how many people are not showing up and how many of my friends' churches are down fifty percent and. Um,
0: but not at our
1: church. Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> yes. Um, so I I think the state say the church, the, I I would say that um, there are lots of ideas about there what about what is happening to the church. I'm not sure there's a lot of solutions about what is the best way going forward to do. I think that. Um, I think that COVID kind of accelerated the church, um, the traditional church attendance that we've seen, uh, accelerated the loss of that. And I think that, you know, now you have people that uh, would say that they go to a church or go to our church, but they may be watching online and they may watch once a month. Um, Although, even though they may have only attended once a month when they were coming in person. So I think that the, the state of the church is... Uh, like I said, in flux, and I don't know that I necessarily have the right, uh, decision on what that's going to look like. I do think, I think the churches that have been able to say, this is our mission, um, have been churches that have been able to, to not, um, lose as many people or to not lose their focus. Um, because I think a lot of times when you're built on certain programs or you're built on a certain preacher on the stage or, um, what, whatever it might be, that, that if you lose sight of the mission. So I, I keep kind of coming back, and this kind of dovetails into La Jolla Press. Um, you know, the state of the church is in flux, and the, I think there are lots of questions about that and lots of uncertainty and lots of frustration that, you know, people look around and say, where is everybody? And, and people kind of checked out, um, probably from La Jolla Press and certainly from the, the national church. And the question is how best to re-engage them um and, and that's kind of what we're 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 trying to sort out. So I'm not sure that I've got like a great um I, I don't think we have that figured out. I don't think the elders have that figured out. I think that's part of what the strategic plan is. I do think it keeps coming back to mission and I think it keeps coming back to um the ethos that we offer, whether that's online or whether that's in person. And um a year or so ago, many of you know that we hired Emily Gibbs as our director of hospitality and that was an intentional hire because I wanted I wanted the words hospitality to be in somebody's job description because I keep thinking that that's when we extend hospitality, whether in person, online, in conversations, I think that the world is not used to that. And so I keep thinking, you know, how do we, how do, we do that well? I was listening to a podcast, and I know you'll laugh at me for saying I was listening to a podcast because you're the one that usually listens to podcasts, but now I've been listening to more podcasts. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, they asked this pastor, they said, how, w- what would um what would what would you want the one or two words to be used to describe your church and it was a large i mean two or three thousand member church and and it was interesting and it stuck with me. He said, I would want people to describe us as kind
0: mm-hmm.
1: he said um i he said, if you're not a kind person, you are not going to like our church mm-hmm. like if you come and mm-hmm. visit that and you don't exhibit kindness, then this is not the place mm-hmm. for you and I just thought That's really good. Like, I like that of like, and it's not saying that we water down the truth and it's not saying that we don't take stands when we need to take stands. But I thought, you know, Jesus still is able to always exhibit kindness. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I thought that that, maybe that's one of the marks that we need to be about, that we talk about as a mission, experiencing and expressing the transforming love of Christ. But um, if we're truly being transformed, then we should be a place where we're known for our kindness Mm -hmm. and not stuff that we're against Um, or things we don't like Mm -hmm. but just is this a place where people are kind Mm -hmm. and welcoming and so for me I think that's when I think about kind of the the state of LJPC I I, that's probably more aspirational I mean I think we're we're doing that but I think to continue to drill down on that and say we want to be a place where kindness is lived and kindness is expressed Mm -hmm. so um, that's probably you know I could drill down on a lot of other stuff but
0: no i love it, that this
1: this would take a long that would take a long time so.
0: yeah no i think that's a great word and i mean that may be the answer to the next question which is what's been on your heart lately <laughs> and so maybe kindness has been on your heart lately yeah. i don't know or um maybe tell a little bit more about that or what also kind of keeps you up at night besides our wonderful dogs who oh yes like are old we the, have geriatric dogs they're the, 13
1: age aging dogs are not great i feel like we have two Babies, babies actually babies
0: yeah they they like to get up and go to the bathroom or get drinks of water
1: yes two or three times a night yes so.
0: yes <laughs>
1: yeah they do keep me up at, they literally keep me up at night um what's been on my heart i think it's if you've been listening to my preaching it is this idea of how do we how do we grow in grace um because i'm not sure i'm always great at that i think i lean on my gifts and lean on my talents and don't always let god do the for, forming work that god wants to do in my life so I think that's, that's on my heart of, uh, and I want that for me, but I also want it for the church. So this, this is a weird sermon series. I've realized that, um, I mean, I, I always preach to myself when I preach, but this one I feel like is geared towards the church and also very much towards me. And um, this idea of how is God forming us and shaping us and why are we so, um, kind of resistant to that? And I think we're resistant because we're established in our ways and we know what we like to do. So, um, that's, that, that is, uh, that's on my heart. What keeps me up at night? Um, I, I sleep pretty well actually, except for when the dogs, <laughs> do. when the dogs wake me up. I, I, I do, I think I worry, um, and this sounds, uh, what would this, how would this sound? It's not basic. It's just, um, I worry about kind of the, the world as a whole, mm. um, turmoil in so many nations, economic um issues, cost of living, um, you know, like how does the church how do we financially make our way? And I know it's about more than just money, but I feel that all the news we get is bad news. Stock market down, interest rates are up, mm-hmm. people aren't selling their homes, um, you know, food the cost of food and but and, and mo- most of us living where we live and most of you listening to this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it doesn't it does impact, but it doesn't really. Um, but I do worry that for those that are on the margin, for some of the people we work with in Linda Vista, in City Heights, you know, like we're, there's not a lot of margin for them. And I think that the economy is, um, is, is, is in a precarious place. So I, I don't know if that keeps me up at night, but I do think, how do we, you know, how do we make our way through that? And then we have elections coming up, which is going to be another... Mm difficult time so so I, it keeps going back to can we be kind can we figure out how to be kind can we figure out how to love each other mm-hmm. um and kindness then is exhibited in conversations and in caring for our neighbors mm-hmm. and so i think that that if i was going to say what i worry about at night it is that um you know economic downturns affect everybody and they affect the church mm-hmm. and we're trying to you know we're trying to build this do the sun house project and we're trying to keep our staff well paid and you know we gave our staff a 5% cost of living increased this last year. And that's a big, that's a big number for us. And we realized that's probably wasn't even enough. So how do you keep pace and how do you hire good people? And, um, and remember that it's the church of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that, that that's why I think I can still sleep at night. Cause I'm like, this is not ultimately mm-hmm. my church. Right. This is, I'm, in, I'm blessed to be able to pastor this church, but it's ultimately the work that Jesus has to do. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah good good so we minister in a unique community yep we're very blessed we're very thankful to be in this community to live in this community and to raise our kids in this community so much right. we're thankful for uh, what is your desire for for our church community and um what do you want them to know i i feel like there are so many times that we have, we feel this passion, this passion that we want our people to be engaged. Right. We, we want them to be excited. We want them to be passionate about the church, about ministry, about right. service, about the Lord, you know. And, and how many times have I said to you, I wish people were as excited about the church as they are about football, yeah. <laughs> about sports.
1: Yes, I understand that.
0: And, and that's, that is something that we've struggled with, you know, and it's not our job to make people passionate about the church or about the Lord, but uh, what is your desire for our church community? What, what do you want them to know?
1: Well, I think it, and not to be simple, but I'll just be simple. It does go back to our mission that we want people to experience and express the transforming love of Jesus. So I think I want our church to know that we're going to provide opportunities for people to experience what it's like to be transformed by Jesus, whether that's in worship, whether that's in youth group, Sun House, X Zone, Sunday school class. I think that, and I think that um, when it comes to a faith experience, many people want, they want the experience. But what I also want our people to realize is we need them to express that, that if God has done a work in your life, um, you need to be sharing that and that could be showing up to teach a Sunday school class on Sunday morning with kids that could be volunteering to serve scones that could be singing in the choir but when i look at jesus it's like you know as i alluded to in my sermon today jesus says come be with me and then once you've been with me go and do and i think that that's that's what i'm hoping our people get that it's like i don't want you just to experience what God has done in your life. I do want you to experience that, but it's more than that. It is, I've got to go live that now and express that and do something with whatever it is that God is stirring in my heart. And I think for, to remind people that we are easily distracted and we are easily, we have so many things coming our way that it is sometimes hard to hear the voice of Jesus um in the midst of that. So um uh, I I want people to know they're you know known and loved. Like that's the mm-hmm. that's the ultimate thing that Jesus knows them and loves them and um but he wants them to mm-hmm. to do something for the kingdom, mm-hmm. which is the beautiful thing. That's right. some reason he lets us participate in that. So. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I think that would be maybe that would sum up what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. What a privilege to participate in that and all that he's doing. Yes. It's exciting. So do you have anything else you'd like to share before we close? We're already coming to a close. I know.
1: Gosh, I feel
0: sad. I do. I do want you guys to know that, uh, Paul, I'm interviewing Paul right now and then I will be interviewing Chad and Aaron. So keep an ear out for that. That will be coming up in the next few weeks. But is there anything you'd like to add? I,
1: I don't think so. I think, um, I I mean, Shannon and I are just very grateful. Mm -hmm. Like, um, this church has been great. It's loved us well. It's loved our kids Mm -hmm. well. Um,
0: Oh, he's getting emotional, guys. (laughs) Yeah. So,
1: yeah, just thank you. I mean, I think it's gratitude. It's, you know, so many of my friends don't have this and are not blessed to have such great elders and deacons and leaders and volunteers and creative types. It's like I say, I'm like, I... I knew coming to La Jolla Press I'd be in a congregation filled with um entrepreneurial thinkers and mm-hmm. people who think outside the box and that's uh, mm-hmm. that's a huge gift. And um and yeah, we love La Jolla. Like I mean my gosh, right. it's a beautiful place to live.
0: We're so thankful. So. And we are in love with you church. And uh we're so thankful for you and we feel that unconditional love from you guys and and that's rare. I tell people that all the time that I feel loved unconditionally by my congregation yep. and they look at me like, what, how, yeah. how, how, not, not because of me, <laughs> but how right. are you at a church that loves their pastor and wife unconditionally? Yep. That's a and, blessing. And it's such a gift and such a blessing. And our church, our children love the church. Yep. And a big part of that is because of La Jolla Press and the experience they had at La Jolla Press. Yep. and they want to serve the church and be in the church and work in the church and we're we're so thankful for that you guys have all played a big role in that and we appreciate you
1: yeah amen
0: yes yes all right well thank you paul for joining me on the ljpc conversations podcast absolutely and thank you to everyone for listening please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode which will be Chad and Aaron coming up in a few weeks, and this podcast has been produced by me, Shannon Cunningham, and our wonderful technical director, Justin Kent.